Hello everyone, and welcome to the Quick Connect Podcast, the show that is about giving you the best insights and advice on leadership and leadership development. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. In a world where there are too many podcasts, only one person can bring balance to the chaos. It's time for the Quick Connect Podcast. Please welcome your host, the Senior Vice President of Services, Tim Rogers. Welcome back to Quick Connect, where we focus on leadership and leadership development. And thank you for joining us for our first episode of 2023. If you didn't listen to any of our episodes from 2022, I hope you will check them out wherever and however you get your content. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Our first episode of 2023 is pretty exciting. We're going to talk about lifting up your team by discussing strategies from programs like the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which helps you discover and learn how to use your natural talents, the six types of working genius to identify the roles that bring joy and the roles that bring frustration, and also some human connection concepts that allow leaders to gain a deeper understanding of what you bring to the table and how they can better match you up from different coworkers to maximize and inspire work performance. Before we dig in, I'd like to introduce today's guest. So welcome, Miss Elizabeth Nash. She is the Senior Vice President of Operations Support out of Houston, Texas. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Tim. Absolutely. How have you been? Good weekend? Good week so far? Fantastic. Excellent. Let me give a little bio on Elizabeth, if we may, if I may, real quick. Elizabeth has been with SCI for 21 years. Over the years, she's had responsibility for a variety of support functions at the corporate office in Houston, Texas. She's currently responsible for human resources, supply chain, the program management office, the operations performance improvement team, including the financial planning and analysis, and the business operations support team. She's also very engaged as executive sponsor of our SOAR Women's Associate Resource Group and many other things. And I got to tell you, that screams leadership to me. You are involved in a lot. You're a busy lady. I am. I love it that way. <laughs> Keeps you more active you are, the more active you are. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining the show. I know that you're going to give us some great insight today and what it takes to lift up the team. And knowing your track record, the things you've done in the past, the teams you've had to lead, I'm going to guess, A, that you've got a lot of good insight, and number two, that you've got some ideas that you're going to be able to share with folks that are veterans in leadership or folks that are either brand new in leadership or looking to get into a leadership role. So I'm very excited to have you, and again, thank you for joining. Now, before we get started, I have a couple of things I wanted to ask. Number one, when you aren't at work, what can we find you doing? You've got plenty on your plate here, but what do you like to do outside of the work? I do. So when I'm not at work, you'll usually find me, Tim, in one of two places. Um, first, I love spending time with my mom, and I'm super close to my five nieces and nephews and their kiddos. So usually I'm spending time, my very best time with my family. But when the weather's warmer, um, a lot of my spare time is spent freshwater fishing. Um, I fish for hybrids and bass here in East Texas or on a vacation somewhere where I can fish. Really? That sounds exciting. Well, well what's exciting is the catching. Um, maybe I should say I like catching instead of fishing. Yeah. That's kind of been my thing my whole life. Hey, you want to go fishing? No. If you want to go put me on a fish and yeah. you want to go catching, then I that fine. But from a patient standpoint, I don't fish often. I, I'm the opposite. I can be out there all day and, and not catch anything and still have a great day. Excellent. Outstanding. Well, let's jump into the work piece a little bit. Before we get to our quote of the day, I do want to ask you this. What's the favorite part of your job? 
So I have uh, so many things about my job that I love, and I have two things that are tied for first um, or favorite. One thing that brings me great joy from work is helping our frontline associates and the operations and sales leadership teams really in any way that I can, whether that's solving a problem, making a process or a system easier or simpler for them, or connecting them to the right person at corporate that they need to talk to. Whatever it takes to support our field-facing folks. I, I am definitely one of the people who gets that what's called the helper's high, for sure. My, my other favorite thing to do is coaching and mentoring the next generation of leaders, really helping people identify what excites them, what their aspirations are, and doing anything I can to help them achieve whatever those dreams and visions might be for themselves. I got to say on that, especially on the second one, how important is that? Because you, you don't yeah, you don't take a class in college that says leadership. It might be called that, but it's not practical, right? In terms of applying the skill set. Correct. Right. And it it's so much fun to do when you coach and mentor someone and see them over the course of their career embrace some of the advice that you've given and become successful at what they're aspiring to. There's just not a better feeling when you're a leader. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Well, let's kind of go down that pathway with our quote of the day. Here is a little wisdom, knowledge, and enlightenment to take with you. It's time for the Quick Connect quote of the day. It's by Andrew Carnegie. Teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision, the ability to direct individual accomplishments toward organizational objectives. It is the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results. Tell me your thoughts on that quote and how you apply. Yeah, so my initial reaction to, to the quote is he's so right and spot on with that description. I particularly like that last sentence. It is the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results. It's kind of a more contemporary way to say that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. You know, when effort and individuals are considered on their own, what they create is good, but it's really the combination of those efforts and those individuals on a team that really make the outcomes so powerful. I, I do think if I were to quibble with Mr. Carnegie, not that I would, but <laughs> I might do it about his use of the word direct. That sounds very unilateral and almost dictatorial, and I really believe the power of a team is driven so much by getting people inspired and energized and engaged around a common goal. So I wished that he used a more positive verb there. But it's just a little quibble with his quote. <laughs> you know, I don't disagree. You know what it made me think of is the self-mission versus uh, or I'm sorry, self-focus versus mission focus. Yes. The direct kind of goes into that idea that I'm going to direct you to go a direction versus more of the collaboration and create and inspire those who want to jump onto a mission focus attitude. Exactly. Is what it kind of made me think of. And then also the field that allows common people to attain uncommon results. It's that whole idea. Leadership is to drive belief, then provide the resources so that those beliefs can happen, right? Exactly. So they can come and, true. And that's the force multiplier of success on so many aspects of how you would define success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love the quote, and I love your take on the quote. So, so let's talk a little bit more. I'm going to walk my way down to a couple of questions for you. But as leaders, it's easy to lose touch and disconnect from our employees when we're constantly strategizing, we're resolving issues, going to meetings. 
tracking key performance indicators. We can get lost in the spreadsheets sometimes. But keeping, and you said this, keeping your employees inspired is a vital component of a high-functioning team. So inspiration and engagement will ignite when you take the time to provide them with the needed individual attention and learn their natural talents. And I think that's key for my upcoming question. We mentioned several, I mentioned several strategies and approaches earlier, like the six working geniuses and whatnot. But let me ask you this question. Based on your track record of success, you've been able to keep teams engaged and inspired. Is there a specific strategy that you've used that has worked for you? Yeah, so there's an, I would call it an overarching strategy or an approach, Tim, that I have found to be successful since the beginning of, of my career, and it holds true today. And that is really about pursuing and gaining understanding about what motivates each member of a team. So although everyone will say that they care about the success of the team, success being de described very generically, we know that each person is really motivated by something different. And just as we're human beings, we all want to have those needs or motivations met. So, for example, for some people, it's learning something new. For others, it might be driving innovation, or others might want to have a sense of belonging. As a leader, being aware of those differences and factoring them into assignments and goals and rewards is critical, I think, to keeping everybody engaged and inspired. It requires getting to know people at a bit of a deeper level, which of course takes time and comes with experience. But my experience is the benefit can be tremendous. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, you kind of touched on my second question was going to be how important is it to take the time to understand your team's individual strengths? But you really just touched on it is that it's of the utmost importance. It's absolutely critical. And, you know, one of the things that I've talked to teams about and le other leaders over the years is Sometimes when we do assessments of performance, like performance reviews or 360 assessments, we have a tendency to talk about them in terms of development plans. And I think sometimes that phrase development plan has a bit of a negative connotation. We have a tendency to focus on areas for improvement and weaknesses in performance and things people need to do better. And although we should certainly work on strengthening areas of competency that we need to, I'll make the argument that the real value in driving successful outcomes is in leveraging our natural strengths that already exist. So said another way, let's focus on capabilities that are strong and put those to work at the same time that we're working on getting better at other things. And in order to do that as leaders, we have to fully understand what a team member's strengths are. And I'll make the argument again that knowing that and giving associates opportunities and challenges to flex that muscle that they already have is a force multiplier on success. Yeah, you know, I, I really agree with you. One of the things I like to say is instead of a development plan is a leadership growth strategy. Yes. Where, where you really focus in on the two or three things they do well, which is we're going to touch on in a few minutes in the six geniuses of understanding what they do well. So a couple of things I kind of heard you say in there is there's a difference, you know, motivation, whether it's internal or external, right? Right. And then inspire. You know, I want people that come to work that are motivated, but I got to figure out how to inspire them. So first I got to get to know them. And they're, they're right? two different things. They're two different things. And then, of course, you have the strategy that you're going to work with. Like you said, going to the competencies and really growing the natural talents. Isn't that the best and easiest place to grow is when the talent is it natural, is. right? It's, it's easy to get there. And you know, not it's only the, it's is the, it easy, but it's right there. It already exists. Whereas something we need to work on may take time. You know, it may be a long, slow burn of improvement. 
Whereas the strength we have available to us right in the here and now to use. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, it, that is so important that we do those as a leader. I, I love that. Let's go to the next part. So, so to be an effective leader, we must look at our individual team members from a skill set viewpoint, which is what we're talking about, and identify the natural talents that can be harnessed um, by each individual, combined with the natural talents of others. Um, I believe that when people are, are in the right place in the right roles and understand what they're doing and it, expire, and, and it inspires them, the team as a whole can thrive. So knowing different team members with different perspectives and strengths, they can be successful, but it really comes back to some of the diversity. So my first question is, having a diverse team, how important is that to the success of the team as a whole? It's absolutely critical again. You know, having a diverse team simply makes us better on all fronts. You probably know as well as I do, there's all kinds of research and data out there across all industries that clearly shows that diverse teams and backgrounds and perspectives produce better outcomes in innovation, in creativity, in productivity. I, I can't ever remember all the detailed data to rattle off, but there's one study that I always like to mention. It was conducted by MIT's Center for Collective Intelligence. And what the study did was they took a group of geniuses with similar backgrounds and asked them to solve a problem. And as you would expect, they came up with a great solution. Then the research team got a group of people with normal IQs, but with a broad variety of backgrounds and tasked that group with solving the same problem. And the second group came up with a number of different solutions and they were able to take those different solutions and build on them to get an even better answer than the group of geniuses came up with. And the differentiating factor, of course, being that diverse set of backgrounds and perspectives and experiences that the second group brought to the table. The same results apply to us as leaders as we include diverse perspectives on our teams. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. You know, our first episode, our groundbreaking first episode of the Quick Connect podcast was on diversity and inclusion. And we had a great conversation I about that. You're, I remember, you remember that. that. Yeah, you know, it's so important to what we do. I want to touch on something there that you talked about because you really talked a little bit about the six working geniuses. If you get into that book and that study, and it was really about, it's really about widget, right? The W stands for wonderment and the I invention and the D discernment and the G galvanizing. And you got enablement and tenacity, right? And when you take the test, I don't know if you've ever done it. I've taken the test. I did too. Did you? I wasn't too surprised um, about what I what I found. But I'll tell you what I learned about it as a leader, and that was I can't take two people that are high W's and put them in a room and ask them to create a strategy. It it, it doesn't it work. It won't work. It won't work at all, right? And I think we do that sometimes as leaders. We say, you know what, when we're trying pilot programs or we put together shared responsibility teams, we put people together that we know are dynamic or that aren't afraid to speak in front of the group or whatever it might be. But maybe we don't look at somebody who has the T for tenacity yep. with the I for invention and really let them two get together because I'll bet you nine out of 10 times their solution is stronger and better than putting the two W's out in the room together are going to have tremendous ideas but not know how to move forward. Yeah, you know, it really gets back to what we talked about a minute ago, which is the basics of the benefits of diversity. And, you know, I always describe it in terms of think if you had a team where everybody was strong in the same capability. Um, and as you described, it was a perfect example. Let's say you have a, a group of team members who have tenacity. So they're focused on getting things done and working through obstacles. Really great gifts to have and every every team needs them. But then let's say that same team is missing someone who can rally and inspire the team members around the common goal. 
So that team will have a lot of doers, but they'll have no one who's great at energizing the room. So in that case, in the way I describe it, the team is out of balance. And so for a leader, it's upon us, it's our accountability to find the combination of the strengths and gifts across a team that create that combined powerful result. It, it, it's, it's again, nine out of 10 times, you're going to get a better result. Yep. And it's kind of right in front of us. And sometimes you got to read in a different way. A lot of leadership is, is air quote, same stuff packaged differently. Right. You know, because we've been battling the same stuff forever, right? <laughs> Trying to move the needle in different ways. And you get packaged it and you go, oh, okay, I got it now. You right. Know? I agreed. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, the possibility of acquiring talents and skills that don't come naturally, right? Um, they're qualities that many great leaders possess, but they develop over time. Natural talents and skills are amazing, but with self-development, one can become highly proficient in many other areas. And what I mean by that is kind of what we're talking about, the things that come out naturally, but you do got to chip away at the others, right? It can't yes. be just, you know, square peg, round hole forever, right? We got to do that. So I got a couple of questions kind of on that. How do you, how do you take care of that self-development piece or when you're coaching somebody else? So what other types of strategies have you used to promote collaboration and, in, and enhance the employee experience? And key here, increase efficiencies on maybe some of those that you're really having to chip away at. Yep. So there are a couple of things that I do, and I, I have seen such positive results over time with, with what I'm going to describe. One of the most effective things that I do is I like to leverage the use of shared responsibility teams or SRTs. So for example, one thing that I've seen work so well and be so effective is to have an associate participate on an SRT that isn't directly involved in their day-to-day -day job. So what that does is it allows somebody to build a network of new colleagues. They can learn about a new part of the business that they might not normally be exposed to. It provides an opportunity to participate in a different kind of problem solving. So, so many benefits on working on an SRT that's outside the normal day-to-day -day work. And here's a very specific example, which I actually used uh, a few years ago. Um, we had a lawyer from the legal department who was very isolated and didn't get to see much of the company, and her network was relatively small, and we were working on building her network. So I assigned her to participate on an SRT that was working to improve an accounting process. She didn't know accounting. She didn't have any of the background or the history. I'll make the argument she wasn't emotionally attached to what the opportunity could be. So she brought such a different, fresh perspective. So she was not only a benefit to the team, but then it was great for her growth and development as well. So I am a big believer in leveraging SRTs. Yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that. One of my favorite questions I had written down is, what advice would you give to a leader? Say you're going to give it to me to help me push through the tasks that I don't love to do, right? There, we don't get to spend all the time yeah. um, as leaders doing things we love. Right. It goes back to the six geniuses. A couple of them you love. A couple of them may really frustrate you, right? True. What advice would you give? And I think I just heard you give the answer, and that's, Get outside of your comfort zone, it's find true. a new set of colleagues to talk to or interact with, like with a shared responsibility team. Am I close? Yeah, you're close. What I would say is I tell people all the time, raise your hand, lean in, volunteer, look around the organization and find things that you're not normally involved in and ask to be engaged. And the benefits, um, I'll make the argument, the benefits from that are phenomenally more powerful than 
say, reading a book about a particular skill or gap in knowledge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what? I, I got to say thank you right off, just, just as I get ready to wrap this up. I mean, because that is great insight. You've obviously Thank been you. wildly successful over the years developing teams, and there was a lot of insight in there in terms of whether you're a veteran or you're that brand new leader, you want to become a leader, yep. about how you connect with your your teammates, and you may end up being their leader, right? Yes. But as 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 the leader, uh, in terms of how to connect, push them out a little bit out of their comfort zone, take advantage of the strengths, right? Yes. But don't run away from some of the opportunities. Keep chipping away at them. So I, I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough so much for for offering the wisdom and the thoughts to help a leader at every level succeed at a higher rate. I I love it. I love this topic so much. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you're going to love the next topic because you know what? We're world famous. We're world famous. I heard. Now it's time for the the world famous lightning round. It's time for the world famous quick connect lightning round. Now, you watch the show or listen to the show so you know how it goes, right? So now it's yes. going to be time for the lightning round. I'm going to make five statements and or questions, and you get to respond with one word. So okay? one, one word, word answers are not my forte, so <laughs> I'm well, ready. See, this is, I'm chipping away at the square peg here. I mean, I'm making it. I'm going to make it one of your strengths today. Using my own advice against me. I'd love <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. So name the single most important characteristic that you look for when promoting someone to a leadership role. Empathy. Empathy. Like it. Like it. Number two, use one word that describes your leadership style. Collaborative. Thank you. Number three, what book are you reading right now or podcast that you are listening to that you find influential? I've been listening to Adam Grant. Adam Grant. I like him. I like him. From a leadership context, number four, from a leadership context, what's another word for inspire? Repeat that question. You used this earlier. From a leadership context, what's another word for inspire? Energize. Energize. Excellent. And number five, we just went through another daylight saving shift over the weekend. Are you a spring forward or a fallback kind of person? I'm a fallback kind of gal. Are you really? (laughs) You want a dark at six? Yes. (laughs) So much. Great answers, Elizabeth. Again, thank you for taking time to talk about leadership and leadership development today uh, with us today. Uh, Have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. It's been a pleasure, Tim. I appreciate you. You bet. Thank you. And for everyone out there, thank you for joining us for a discussion and keeping our teams inspired and using tools that will highlight their strengths and natural abilities. Taking the time to provide your team individual attention will only promote confidence and team cohesion. And remember, whether you are a leader, in title or not, whether you're a grandmother, grandfather, a mother or father, a brother, sister, aunt or uncle, a big brother, big sister, or just a really good friend, if you have influence and impact, you are a leader. Catch you next time. You have just listened to the Quick Connect podcast with your host, Tim Rogers. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, 